back, everybody, to podcast number four of the Alpha Mom Radio. And before I get into the interview today with Paula Williams, we will be talking about immune boosting and germ busters. But before I get into that today, I just wanted to chat with you quickly and just say I am so sorry I had such a long hiatus since my last podcast. I got to say, heading into the new year this year was a little tough for me having this new online business and knowing that I had these expectations of myself to launch something amazing, to have this amazing plan, to reach out to all of you. And I had so many thoughts and ideas that I was completely overwhelmed. And what happens to me when I'm in a planning and a thinking and a overwhelm and a mind block stage is that I don't come up with ideas very well. So I have been doing so much planning and I have so much in store for you, but in the meantime, my writer's block was in full swing, so I want to apologize. I am going to get back on this horse right now. We are going to be starting with a podcast at least every two weeks, if not every week, if I can manage that, and I'm also going to be starting with offering to you guys a whole bunch of free material that will be going along with my podcasts and my Facebook Lives they're, I'm going to be calling them toolkits. And so whatever subject I'm talking about on my podcast or on my Facebook Live or whatever else I do, I'm going to have um, a worksheet to go with it or an additional you know, list that goes with it or you know, anything that I can add to it that gives more value to what I talked about. I'm going to be offering that to you all so that you can go and follow lists and follow steps and have everything written down from what I talked about in my video or podcast. So that said, today there is a toolkit for you based on what we're going to be talking about today and it also contains some extras that we don't mention today. So by going there, you're going to get everything written down today, you're going to get it in detail, and then you're going to get a couple extra bonuses by going over to katanyataylor.com forward slash toolkits. And you can download the free worksheet over there. And you could do that now before you do the podcast, listen to the podcast, or you could do it after. And then you could come back if you need to. But all the information is over there, plus a couple of bonuses. So that said, thanks for sticking in there. And we're going to get on to my immunity boosting and germ busting podcast with Paula Williams. Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for joining us again to podcast number four of Alpha Mom Radio. It's been a little while since our last podcast with Christmas and New Year kind of hindering the flow of things, but we are back, and Paula is here with me today. Hey, Paula. Hey, Katanya. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Paula, again for being here, and we are going to talk today a little bit about immunity, um, keeping our kids healthy right now this time of year and some foods and supplements that can help with that. And we're going to just jump right to it and kind of make this a quick one, hopefully. Right on. Yeah. I love it. I love that you picked this topic. It's something we've been talking about for a while. Um, I can't wait to um, ask you about a couple of things, you know, that I've been hearing about that I had never heard about before. And, um, yeah, so what have you got for us? Okay, first of all, since we are talking about illness and supplements and kids, et cetera, I wanted to just put a disclaimer out there that I am not a doctor and that what we're doing today is just for general information for families out there. And if your child is sick, you get them to that doctor and you get on whatever medication is necessary. 
what we're going to be talking about today is mostly ideally prevention and keeping those kids healthy and strong and vital and then a little bit of support if they do end up, you know, falling ill. Some of the stuff we'll talk about today can be used in conjunction with, you know, whatever your doctor puts you on that they find necessary. So I just wanted to say that this is only informational and to check with your doctor before you try any of this. So always, on that, always, always, <laughs> always be safe. So on that note, Paula, where do you want to start? Oh, my gosh. Let's talk about um, boosting your immunity, I think, is a great place to start. Because, really, if we can prevent getting sick, isn't that the best world of all, right? So what are some of your top immunity-boosting tips for people, for kids, for, for okay. all of us? Hey, Yeah, absolutely. So this will go for everybody. Of course, we are talking about kids, but I'll talk about doses for, for adults and kids a little bit. I'm not going to go too deep into doses. I'm going to give some general ideas. But first of all and foremost, at this time of year, especially where we live, if you live in Hawaii, it might be a little different. But where we live here in North America, um, this time of year, generally between about October and really close to April, um, we really don't get any sun. I mean, we get some sun, but we're really not turning any of that sunshine into vitamin D on our skin. So we actually need to up our doses during the winter, and that usually falls right in line with when most of us are starting to get sick. So I think that probably vitamin D levels falling in the wintertime is in large part due to the fact that our vitamin D levels go down. So vitamin D is one of the biggest uh, uh, supplements or nutrients for um, supporting the immune system, and yeah. it is made from the sun through our skin. Um, and it is actually very hard to get in foods because we were actually as humans meant to really get it from our skin through the, from, through our skin from the sun. Um, so it comes, it is yeah. in foods, but we aren't eating a lot of those foods also. So, uh, m most of these foods are actually animal fats, uh, foods that have cholesterol with them. So egg yolks, um, stuff mm -hmm. like that. And once again, what Paul and I talk about quite often is, um, you know, some of the low-fat craze and some of the foods that, you know, the American standard American diet has removed in the past 30 years due to the fear of saturated fat and cholesterol um, really, goes, really goes hand in hand with a lot of the foods that are rich in vitamin D. So and those are, yeah, so those are foods we've cut out. But that said. Well, and you know, um, I did not mean to interrupt your flow of your thoughts there, but just a couple of things were happening there because, like, I had a really random cold right before Christmas time. And I remember reaching out to you and telling you, like, hey, I got this party and I want to go to it, but I don't want to be contagious. And, and you were like, amp up your vitamin D. And when you said that to me, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember when I lived in Tampa years ago, Tampa, like total year-round sun, major sun, and mm -hmm. I, um, the doctor told me that I had way low D3 levels. And, you know, that was because I was constantly slathered in sunscreen. <laughs> so I exactly. was never absorbing the sun. It was like, so what a, what a trip that we have going on here. So, yeah, go ahead with your, with your thoughts. I just, vitamin D is just so important. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I mean, vitamin D and, and sun exposure is a, kind of a whole other topic, and we can touch on it just a little bit. Yeah, it's we're really, humans are supposed to get it through our skin. And so that said about egg yolks and some of the animal products that you can get it in, it's still very hard to get. So one, it's one of the supplements that I and most, even most mainstream doctors are now recommending probably, you know, the, the 
um, estimates range from 50 to like 80% of the population somewhere in there is vitamin D deficient. And so really almost everyone should be on it. And like I said, especially if you're in the northern latitudes and if you're living in the southern latitudes, slathering yourself with sunscreen, um, yet you're not absorbing getting that vitamin D through that sunscreen. So vitamin D levels, ideal levels are when you get your labs drawn, um, again, vary, but the vitamin D council says 40 nanograms per milliliter, um, and they go as high as up to between 40 and 60, I believe, is really ideal for sort of mainstream medicine right now. If you have cancer or some other disease, they say as high as 70 to 100, but, you know, really right in the 50 to 60, I feel, is a, is a sweet spot. If you're testing, a lot of times we're not testing kids. Um, you know, we're not drawing blood on them. So really a safe area for kids in the winter in a northern latitude is around 1,000 milligrams a day of mm -hmm. vitamin D. Um, and that's and how are you picking a, a vitamin D? I mean, you know, there's there's so many options out there. And so much, so often we're hearing that, you know, we're not absorbing these um, store-bought minerals and, and nutrients because of the, the coatings and things like that. So how are you sourcing your vitamin D? Absolutely, yeah, there's a number of ways of, of doing it. First of all, you want to make sure you get vitamin D3. Um, it is the most bioavailable form. Vitamin D2 is a vegan or vegetarian. It comes from plant matter, and our bodies have to take more steps to turn that into the active form of vitamin D. So really vitamin D3 is the best source, and that's always on the front of the bottle. It's pretty clear. Um, also, a newer recommendation is to make sure you're getting vitamin K, as in Catania, <laughs> vitamin K2 in there with your vitamin D because that helps tell the vitamin D as well as other minerals where to go in the body. And there's been some research showing that there can be detrimental effects of too much vitamin D and too much calcium without that K2 in there directing it, kind of acting as the director. So mm -hmm. getting vitamin D3 with K2. Um, I like capsule forms because you've got powder inside of a capsule. So by the time it gets into your stomach, your stomach di dissolves the capsule, and then you've got the powder, and it's much more bioavailable right then and there. Whereas, you know, you think of those hard pills. Can you imagine your body trying to break that open? They're just they're they're mm. just these hard, shiny pills, right? Right. Right. So, right. You know, I mean, I think the capsules are probably the best. And then, you know, looking for additives in there, you want to try to stay away from too many additives. Just like our food, read the labels and and try not to have a bunch of junk added into the capsule under the um, inactive ingredients. Just try to keep it as clean yeah. as possible. Yeah. Spending a little bit of money, you know, you're gonna, you are going to get what you pay for. Right, right. Yeah. So, so, so what besides vitamin D3? What else, how else are we boosting our uh, immunity here? Yeah, so let me, so just going back real quick, about 1,000 milligrams during the winter for kids with food is really important because it is a, fat-soluble vitamin, and you won't absorb it anywhere near as well if you don't have food and especially a little bit of fat in that food. So, And then when kids get sick, you can bump that up for a few days, and you can bump it up quite significantly. So if you're giving your kids through the winter months a 1,000 a day and they have a come down with a cold, you can safely for about a week bump that up to close to 10,000 a day. You want to just spread it out throughout the day with food. So Somewhere between five and ten thousand a day for a week, you're going to be perfectly safe. Nice. Um, adults, it's more in the range of five thousand 
um, IU, I was making a mistake earlier, it's not milligrams per day, it's IU is the measurement, right. 5,000 a day for adults on a regular basis during the winter months, depending on your vitamin D levels. Again, adults are going to be being tested more often. So if your vitamin D is 65, then you maybe periodically need a vitamin D level here or there, a couple thousand here or there, but you probably don't need to be taking 5,000 a day. It depends on what amount of vitamin D gets you to the right level. So I do want to specify that, that there really is no one-size-fits-all. Um, if you're checking your vitamin D levels periodically and you, you're in that 40 to 60 range, then you're probably pretty good with some, you know, on and off dosages of it. But if you're down in the 20 or 30, you want to be taking about 5,000 a day. And, again, if, if adults get sick, you're pretty safe doubling that dose for about a week. Right. Sounds good. It cool. sounds simple enough. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I'm going to have a lot of this in the show notes as well. So we'll have some dosages and some recommended brands. So you can go to the show notes right and, and my website and check that out. So the next vitamin that's super essential for immunity is zinc. And um, I wanted to pull up. I've got a, a thing here because I, I always want to try to, you know, we, Paula, you and I both are very, very uh, strong on this. We want to make sure we're getting as much as we can from our food sources. Mm-hmm. and never wanting to, you know, think that, oh, we're supplementing so we don't have to eat well or, or you know, some version of that. So making right. sure we get it from food. And as we talked about with the vitamin D, a little harder to get from food. But um, zinc is pretty easy to get from food. So I'm going to read off a little bit here on my list for zinc. Okay. So zinc comes from grass-fed beef, kefir or yogurt, lamb, chickpeas, pumpkin seeds, cashews, cocoa powder, chicken, and mushrooms are some of your best sources. And then talking about supplementation of zinc, um, according to Chris Masterjohn, Ph.D., who is one of my favorites to follow, he is a Ph.D. nutritionist, and he dives so deep into uh, nutrients and nutrient deficiencies and just, like, gets really, really down and dirty on it. And his recommendation on the best form of zinc for when you are ill, fighting a cold, is zinc acetate. And that's a little harder to find, but the one brand I will post in the show notes. And they are lozenges. And you want to take about anywhere between 10 to 30 milligrams a day of zinc during your cold. Zinc is uh, one of those that gets stored in your fat, it is not going to go out in your urine, so you don't want to OD on the zinc, so you don't want to take it probably for more than a couple weeks. Right. You know, and interestingly, um, zinc is really one of my go-tos. But my husband has um, uh, an intolerance to zinc. Oh. And so, yeah, so that's kind of a bummer. He has to be pretty pretty careful about that. But um, at least he's aware of it, um, and it's nothing – Serious. It's just he just doesn't feel good when he, you know, if he is sick and and I, well, this happened years ago. And I'm like, here, take this thing, whatever it was. And it wasn't a food source thing either. And it, and it doesn't seem like the food source one bothers him. But anyway, I for me, zinc is definitely a go-to. I love it. Definitely, yeah. And zinc, you know, I had almost exact same experience with Jeff many years ago. And I don't exactly know why, but very, very important with zinc is to take it with a lot of food. So mm-hmm. I, I usually recommend not even taking it after breakfast, waiting until after lunch when you've got two meals in your belly because it is very hard on the belly. Yeah. So that, that could have been it. It could have been too high of a dose. 
um, and maybe perhaps on an empty stomach or something. So again, the best sources, I, you know, the, the lozenges, they dissolve in your mouth. They're quick absorbing. When you go to yeah. capsules, you've got the gel capsule where the powder, you know, releases quickly into the system. When you, when you start thinking about those hard pills, those are always harder for the body to break down and, and get the, the, mm. the minerals out of there. So, um, so I, like I said, about 10 to 30 milligrams of zinc a day, you can divide the doses out. You can go a little higher, maybe up to 50, but really for a short period of time with lots of food. So, yeah, so we just really have two, actually three more I want to cover quickly. Vitamin C is really, really awesome. I mean, vitamin C is, is good for so, so many things. The really interesting thing about vitamin C is that glucose and vitamin C compete for receptors on cells. So what this mm. means is when you eat a candy bar, your, the, the glucose, that sugar in that candy bar is going to turn into glucose in your blood, which we've talked about many times before, which we talked about cavities, et cetera. The glucose is going to bind to the receptors on your cells, and it's going to fight for those receptors and usually wins out over the vitamin C. And so vitamin C would be otherwise stimulating immune function in those cells, but the glucose binds to those receptors. And so eating sugar, it's been proven that a teaspoon of sugar reduces the immune system by up to 80% for six hours. Wow. And, and this is the mechanism by which it does it. Well, well, one of the mechanisms. There's probably others. But this is one of the primary mechanisms is that it blocks vitamin C receptors. So you could bump up your vitamin C and maybe, you know, kind of like adding more, more military men to the, you know, to the field so that maybe they win out over the glucose. But really important when we're talking about immune boosting, getting that vitamin C in there is don't be giving your kids lollipops and, and free, you know, popsicles out of the freezer for their sore throat and all that kind of stuff because you wow. are really defeating the purpose of that immune system that we're talking right now about building up. So Vitamin that is amazing information. I know. Isn't that so cool? So vitamin C is a water soluble, which means you pee it out, which is not a bad thing. Your body uses what it needs, and it pees out the rest. The good news with that is that it's very hard to become toxic with something that you pee out. Um, what can happen with too much vitamin C is loose stools, and that is not a horrible thing unless you just go way overboard and you're spending your entire day on the potty, and that's not very much fun. But really what you want to do with vitamin C is dose it kind of slowly and gently until you get a little bit of loose stool, and then you know that's about as much as you, are, you need to take. So generally vitamin C can be taken as maintenance on and off for different reasons. I, I don't really necessarily recommend ongoing vitamin C on a daily basis, but when someone is sick, higher doses of vitamin C are so super, super essential that you can actually take it every couple of hours and cut the cold almost in half. There's been tons of studies mm. on, on, on vitamin C. So uh, dosing-wise is going to completely vary um, from 1,000 milligrams all the way up to about 6,000 milligrams a day, spread out throughout the day. Again, watching if you start getting loose stools or diarrhea, then you've hit, the, hit your max and you might want to back off. That and, was great information, too, because I have this phenomenal C from nature that I take, but... I really only take it like if I've been at a big event, if people have been sneezing and coughing around me, and then I'll take it for like a couple of days. And, and so that was really an important piece that it's not something to take all the time. 
No, and you know, actually, going back on that, you maybe not on a daily basis, but vitamin C does play some important roles. So not just in illness, but adrenal fatigue and all sorts of other stuff. So maybe not a daily basis, but one well, we should have a podcast on the importance of vitamin C. If you're taking it on and off, perfect. But when you get sick, definitely we bump up the doses. So a maintenance dose of vitamin C, maybe about a right. thousand milligrams. When you're sick, as an adult, bumping it up to between four and six thousand for a kid. Maybe two to three thousand in divided doses, and the best sources of vitamin C are really the naturally occurring. Um, you'll see in the and Paula has a great picture of that. I might want to post a link to that. She has a great source. Um, it'll have it'll say the acerola berries. It might say camu camu. It will say um, it'll say uh, as asorbate, um, but it'll also have all those and then bioflavonoids. So it'll it'll show some food sources in there with it. And that's one of the best ways to get it with the flavonoids and with the other um, food sources mentioned in the in the list. So again, I do like it when it comes in a capsule form or a powder form. Better better absorbed. Right, exactly. I love it. You so, got one or two more. You got two more. So selenium. Perfect. Selenium is a kind of a little known um, uh, mineral, and it's often often used and known for thyroid disorders. And it is fabulous for that. So there are people that take that on a regular basis. But selenium is known to be very antiviral. And um, so a, a basic maintenance dose of selenium, which I, again, unless we're talking about something specific, I don't, I'm not recommending daily selenium for this, these purposes. Um, but an average dose is about 200 micrograms per day of selenium. So if that's not in your general repertoire and you want to try it out with your next cold, that's what I recommend. Two, maybe 300 milligrams, micrograms, MCG of selenium. And one of the best ways to get um, selenium is Brazil nuts. And you get four, sorry, 544 micrograms of selenium from six to eight Brazil nuts. So right there you could eat like two Brazil nuts and meet your selenium needs for the day. I think that's fabulous. That's amazing. I know, I know. So that's one of the best. Um, and then fish has a lot, uh, chicken, beef, liver, turkey, and, again, grass-fed beef. It does not c seem to come from very many. I know there is some in vegetables, but they're not on the high high level of for selenium. Um, and then last but not least, well, certainly not least, one of my favorites, and Paula knows this, is vitamin A. And the best source is fermented cod liver oil. Does that surprise you, Paula? That absolutely <laughs> surprises me. Say it again. <laughs> but it doesn't surprise you because I bring fermented cod liver oil up in every podcast, I think. But, yeah, right. vitamin, vitamin A, preformed vitamin A, not beta carotene from carrots, but preformed vitamin A, unfortunately from animal sources, primarily from liver and cod liver oil. And my favorite is fermented cod liver oil. And I provide lots of links to that everywhere you go, but I will provide another link. Vitamin A is one of the best immune-supporting vitamins out there. It is a fat-soluble vitamin, so it needs to be absorbed, again, with fat and with a meal. If you are avoiding fats and you're avoiding butters and you're avoiding, you know, some of the – Again, liver is one of the best sources of it. Um, if you're avoiding those things, you need to be supplementing. And I love supplementing fermented cod liver oil on a regular basis because we do not get enough vitamin A ever. 
It also has vitamin D, which we just talked about, or we're always very low in. And so fermented cod liver oil on an ongoing basis, but when you're sick, doubling that dose. So fermented cod liver oil capsules, about four a day. When you're sick, eight a day. And vitamin A, vitamin A, the history of vitamin A is back before vaccines, they were, they discovered vitamin A, high doses of vitamin A could cure the measles. And Whoa. then, yeah. And then when vaccines came around, of course, we turned to the pharmaceuticals solution for it and kind of lost all that research. And I feel, I think that's very sad because, you know, it's such an amazing sort, it's such an amazing immune booster. Um, we can prevent measles. We could prevent side effects from measles vaccines, all that stuff with just a little bit of vitamin A. So, that is my, my last, but certainly not least, greatest, greatest tip is fermented cod liver oil on a regular basis with a little extra when you're sick. Um, doses, generally doses on vitamin A, if you're taking about four fermented cod liver oil pills per day, you're getting about four to 6,000 IUs of vitamin A, and you can safely take up to about 20,000 a day when you're sick. And mm. when you take it with vitamin B, the chances of toxicity drop dramatically because they work together and they inhibit each other from be- becoming toxic. So, and again, why a food source is so important, why cod liver oil is the best way to get it, because they come together naturally, vitamin D and vitamin Right. D. Right. How nice. Oh, I love that. This is such a great, you know, top, what was that, top five immunity boosters. One, two, three, Just four, five, yep, five or six. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. I think that's it because I covered, you know, when you get sick, what you can do, definitely hydration, lots of vitamins, all of these things. You just up your doses and lots and lots of water. And, oh, one more thing. I think that sleep is a nutrient. Mm, Sleep is absolutely a nutrient, especially, well, I shouldn't even say especially for kids. For everybody, it is so underestimated. But for kids, when they're sick or they're, busy, 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 and you think that by the end of this week, there's no way they're going to be functioning. You get them to sleep during, you know, the chaos, like my daughter's doing a play this week. She's at school every night for 8 o'clock. I'm getting her to sleep as soon as she gets home every night because that is going to prevent her from getting sick just as well as these other supplements we just talked about. You know, and I'm just going to just take one more little trip down memory lane because my parents were old school parents, okay? They were They were actually older parents when they were raising me. And I have clear memories of when my friends were still all out playing um, in the evening. So like 7.30, 8 o'clock at night, my friends were also out on the street playing. And my parents were like, sorry, it's bedtime. And I was pretty young. I'm saying like, you know, 8, 9, something like that. But right. um, And to this day, I'm so grateful for them teaching me the habits of the importance of super good quality rest and lots of it, you know, and, and when you're busy, busy, busy running around, which we always were, we were just on the go all the time, you had to get your rest. So thank you for bringing that up because even as adults, that's a super number one important thing. I got to I gotta get my rest. And, of course, I've, I've got all sorts of stuff to help me with that as well. I mean, natural natural of uh, processes that, yeah, totally. yeah. Sleep, so. absolutely, yeah. Great. Yeah, your parents sound like they did some good things. We talked about the uh, the the little trial with sauerkraut. I love it. They sound like maybe they were they were before their time, maybe slightly hippies. <laughs> well, you know, they really weren't. I think actually they were. It was the opposite of that. I think it was the what we've kind of been talking about, just the old school 
people, you know? Like right. They just, um, this, the, the old, old school street smart, um, wives tale kind of, um, way of, of living. So totally. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't let, they weren't letting go of it. And that's what we all got to get back. Don't we? Right. Exactly. So I'm grateful to have come from that era and to be able to come back to that and, and help other people see the importance of, you know, if you think something isn't fair or it's not convenient or it's not, you know, whatever the things are, well, inherently for our bodies and our systems to function at the full levels, there's some things that we're going to have to, we're going to have to, to get back to. Seriously. Right. So I yeah. love these times with you, Katanya. You just, you always, I mean, I could go on and on and on. I have way, way more questions. I could talk with you all day about this, but I, I think it's a good place to just have a succinct, you know, um, little list of tips here to help you. And you've just been so clear with how simple it is and how people can get this into their diet. So, Perfect. Um, let's do it again soon. Yeah, we sure will, Paula. Thank you so much for being here. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank thanks, you. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. See you next time. Okay, guys, that was it, the wrap-up for immune-boosting and germ-busting. So once again, I wanted to remind you, go on over to katanyataylor.com forward slash toolkits and grab that worksheet over there so you can fill in any gaps and get that bonus material. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for being here.